What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and joining me today, as always, Brandon Whitehair. What's up, guys? So, today we got a full lineup to talk about. Uh, we have the GNCC race this weekend, which was the uh, Mountaineer First Responder Salute. Uh, we have Pro Motocross coming up this weekend. We have ATV Motocross coming up this weekend and some other things. So uh, thanks for tuning in to our second ever podcast. And uh, let's just go ahead and get things kicked off. Yeah, guys, this, it was a crazy, exciting weekend. Uh, hopefully everything went good for you guys out there listening. Um, I know it sure went good uh, around here. Yeah, Brandon, uh, first before we get into the GNCC podcast, uh, did you do anything this weekend uh, moto-related? Uh, yeah, we um, took the boy up to uh, Creekside for Saturday practice. It's an open practice just to get him some seat time on the wheels, and we went up and had a good time with the family and me and my wife and spent some time up there and uh, put in some laps. Nice, nice. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the GNCC this weekend like I was wanting to. I ended up spending most of the time in the garage working on the bike, you know, kind of getting things ready, like, you know, how the quad is. <laughs> Got to check everything. Yeah, work on it 12 hours and <clears throat> yeah. get the ride at one. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started with uh, this weekend's GNCC. We'll just start uh, in order of the races. Uh, Saturday, we had the uh, ATVs go off. Um, the ATVs went off uh, the afternoon race. Uh, the pro ATVs went, and uh, it was a exciting race, to say the least. Yeah, definitely not what we kind of expected coming off the break. Uh, I don't know. You called that one, though. Uh, you know, I told you, you know, the Gator was hungry. <laughs> he was. He was. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, I think it's been two years since his last win, and uh, it was unbelievable how he rode. Um, you could definitely tell that the all of the uh, the Mount State races and the fast track races that he'd been doing over the uh, six-week break had definitely paid off. He came into that race ready for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all thought Walker Fowler, you know, was going to go out front and lead it off, but I think he had a couple of mistakes there at the beginning. But McGill looked great. Um, I think it was this kind of track, to be honest. A little rocky, a little rough, technical stuff. Yes, it definitely was. Um Talking to a couple of the uh, ATV riders and bike riders uh, and watching some of the GoPro uh, videos from the past week's race, it was really technical. They both said that it was really rocky, and being that we didn't have snowshoe this year, they said that this will probably be the uh, roughest track conditions they will experience all season. So it definitely played into McGill's uh, favor having this race in West Virginia, uh, in a West Virginia-style track. Uh, it was really rocky, really technical. Uh, it looked like it was a lot of fun. I wish that I could have been down there at that track. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff you like, I think. I, I don't like that. I like that fast stuff. Get on the gas, open field stuff. But that's you know, you're you're like that technical ride, like that beat the stuff out your beat the crap out of your bike, I guess, you know. Kind yeah, of I'd rather beat the crap out of my bike than beat the crap out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so being in West Virginia, uh, I guess it's only fitting that Adam McGill took the win, but it's also fitting that uh, Brett Sturdivant got the hole shot. Now, that was awesome to see the man in black taking the hole shot, railing around the outside and grabbing it away from Walker Fowler. Yeah, congratulations to Brett there on that hole shot. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's a big, uh, big deal, especially when you don't get to run them all the time and 
get out there and get a whole shot in, in the in the pro class. So yeah, seeing him at uh, the Mountain State races, he's there quite often. Uh, man, he's fast. He is really really fast. But it was surprising to see him grab that whole shot clear from the outside and. I'm, I'm, I can't remember if he led the entire first lap or he was at least in the top three the entire first lap, which is, like you said, for somebody that, doesn't get to, that does not get to ride the entire series and doesn't get to train, um, he has a full-time job, I'm sure, it, that's, that's a feat in itself just to even be out there with that class of riders. Yeah, especially when you, you, know, you, get a, you, you know how it is. It comes down to a lot of it set up on your bike and you know don't probably don't get a lot of factory support or any kind of too much support I'm, I'm sure but I'm sure it gets something but it's just cool to see a local guy get, get out there and get a whole shot yeah absolutely and uh let's touch on um on um walker fowler coming into the race uh it was kept pretty quiet that he had actually suffered an injury uh not really related to practice or any kind of riding um they said on the on the racer TV broadcast that he had hurt his hand working on a um, on a skid steer. I guess he shut his fingers in the door. Uh, actually, cut the tip of his ring finger off. So that could have played into the the less than Walker ride that we saw Saturday. Yeah, I mean, anytime you lose a bit of your finger <laughs> yeah you might need that especially pulling that brake and clutch in but, uh, yeah we he, don't know which we don't know which hand it was but either hand like you said it could it, it could affect you pretty roughly so um he uh he did good to to get what he got after we learned about that injury uh you know it kind of made sense that he dropped back to that fifth place position and then just kind of had to fight back but uh uh, you know, good, good on him. You know, they say you win your championships on your worst day. Yeah. Um, just, you just got to make those bad days, good days and get through it. And he still has nothing to worry about. I don't think any championship points, uh, or anything like that, but I'm sure he'll rebound back after this one and show us what it's about. Yeah. Now let's move on to, uh, talking a little about, a little bit about the man of the hour, Adam McGill. He actually got a really good start this weekend. He has really struggled, not just this year, but the past couple years with <clears throat> less than stellar starts um, and has had to fight his way up from the back. And, you know, when you're dealing with people as fast as, as uh, Fowler, Neil, and um, some of the other guys, you, you can't start that far back and expect to catch up. Uh, he... Took third, it seemed. It looked like he was taking third around the whole shot and ended up dropping back to fourth, but he was right up there with the guys. And then after the first lap, he came through in third uh, behind uh, Bryson Neal and Walker Fowler. And uh, <clears throat> um, he just hung in there with those guys the entire race, and it was really, really awesome to see. Him and Bryson Neal just went back and forth um, a lot of that race. Yeah, it's, uh, it was good to see a good battle there. Um, you know, I think once McGill got up front and probably could see the leaders, um, he probably put his head down and charged a little bit. Um, I think him and Bryson Neal kind of got it, uh, got tangled up there for a second, I, I think, didn't they, or did they not? Or So, on the first lap, uh, I was listening to uh, Adam McGill's race report on Facebook that night, and he had talked about how on the first lap there was an incident in a mud hole where – they kind of all three were swapping positions out in this mud hole and 
and he said that he even ran over a uh, guy on a uh, on a mountain bike <laughs> trying to get through the mud hole. But um, so I know they got tangled up there, and then every time the camera was on them for those first few laps, uh, I mean, even into the last lap, it was nose to tell. And uh, m- for the majority of the race, Neil was was just pushing uh, McGill around that track. And uh, I was thinking, you know, Neil's going to make a pass on this last lap. He's going to try to make a pass on this last lap and break away. And uh, it wasn't two or three miles into the last lap, and I heard them say over the, over the radio that, uh, that Neil had gotten around um, McGill and he was starting to break away a little bit. And did you see happen to see that uh, that section around mile marker six where there was kind of a little jump coming out of a, 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 um, coming up a hill? And they caught they caught Bryson Neal on that jump, and he was just sending it. He was absolutely flying until he had that unfortunate breakdown. Yeah, that's a bummer for him. Uh, looked like he was out, uh, got front, was putting the thing in, and had that breakdown. Uh... But, uh, it's ball joint, I think. He broke, uh, showed a picture the next day of a uh, broken ball joint that he had suffered. Sending a little too hard. Yeah, he was sending, <laughs> he was sending it hard. That's for sure. He had he had no problem uh, putting the hammer down and trying to break away from the field. But uh, you got to give credit to to the Gator. He really he stuck in there. And even though you know Bryson got around him, they were well far ahead of uh, um, Walker and Richardson. Um, Cole Richardson, he he ended up taking third uh, Saturday. He had a really good ride, but <clears throat> was just about 30 seconds or so behind that lead group the entire day. So he had some, some time to make up, and um, uh, with the breakdown that, that Neil had, he, he was able to come um, – he was able to come in in second. I said third, didn't yeah, I? Third, yeah, he, yeah. he, he got second. He, <laughs> he was second. running third all day. <laughs> that 30-second that gap just gave the McGill some time to do some donuts before the, he crossed the finish line. Yeah, that was awesome. Did you see he had no visor? Yes. No, no visor, <laughs> no goggles. I mean, just come through like a like he just got beaten up. And <laughs> on that same race report that he had had the night before or the night after uh, the race, he was talking about how <clears throat> at some point in time, he tagged like two or three trees just <laughs> with the rear end, just back and forth. You know how that goes yeah. sometimes. Tagged those trees and uh, came off the bike, and that's when he lost his visor. And that actually may have been when Neil got around him and started putting a gap on him because um, the way they both were riding, unless somebody made a mistake, nobody was gapping anybody there. Yeah, um, McGill had that uh, Intimidator look going this weekend and looked like looked pretty good. Looked like the Dale Earnhardt out there on in NASCAR, but just in GNCC. Yeah, it was awesome. He um, uh, he definitely had the fans uh, wired up up there in that rock section. Um, that was the one part of the track where where a lot of the fans gathered. But um, after looking at the GoPro videos that I saw uh, of the whole track, the <clears throat> the camera angles that they had on this track did not really do it justice on how rough it was. Right right now, we're watching the. Uh, the uh, racer TV, um, <clears throat> the racer TV broadcast, and we're at the six mile marker, and that looks just like a you know, nice smooth track. Uh, but after we watched the uh, um, the GoPro videos, a lot of these racers, uh, it was rough. I mean, it was really really rough. So, like we said before, this was definitely an Adam McGill track, and uh, it was awesome to see him come out. 
put on a show for the fans and, you know, come through the finish line in first. Uh, that was just a really, really, really awesome day. So now let's move on to um, uh, Josh Merritt. He had an awesome ride. Uh, this was the best ride of his season. He he came from about 11th to to 6th, and that's that's his best ride of the season. So congratulations to him. Uh, he's looking really good. Brandon saw him last week at the uh, Fast Tracks race, so so that's good to see him. Um, and then uh, Hunt, Hunter Hart had a tough day, though. Yeah, I think he uh, – didn't he have a get-off or something like that? Or Yeah, he had a get-off. Uh, I think Ken Hill, the photographer, took uh, some pictures of that get-off, and uh, it wasn't too graceful. He, you know, th he didn't really get to show his speed, but uh, when you did see him on the track, I mean, he was, he was absolutely fine. But he had that get-off. He had a chain break. So those were two things that kind of just really hurt his day. Um, so – I think that's about all we got for the quads today. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to the bikes. Yeah, um, bikes are interesting. Uh, also, uh, everybody saw Caleb Russell grabbing that hole shot and probably thought, oh, this is just another old normal race. He's just going to pull out and go, you know? Yeah, especially, you know, Stu's on a new bike. There's no uh, – um, uh, there's no Josh Strang this weekend because he had that injury. He, he broke his scapula. Uh, what was it a, f a few weeks back in on a training accident so so he just wasn't able to uh to be there this weekend which that kind of stunk I mean he was the only one even close in points so you know the points are kind of over now so so you, you kind of thought well everybody else is going to roll over and uh, it's gonna be another Caleb day but uh different things happened yeah, I think uh Caleb Russell got uh, had a little uh accident going right right into the first lap Yes, yes. The, there was a, a video on his Instagram page where uh, he took a pretty good tumble, um, and that <clears throat> that set him back a few positions. But uh, this this whole day was revolved around Stu Baylor. I mean, to come off the couch—not really—I shouldn't say off the couch <laughs> because that guy has been putting some time in and working really hard, and he has been through a lot this summer. I mean. But pretty much coming off the couch on the Yamaha. Yeah. I think they said in like an hour, 20 minutes, tops on that bike. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he had an hour on it. So, I mean, do you think he'll have a ride next weekend? Oh, I'm sure he'll have a ride. <laughs> uh, I don't know that, if we can repeat it. It was, it was week to week, the Yamaha deal was. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a signing him for the rest of the year. Their, their main guy is Lane Michael. Um but he comes out and just shows up and shows off, and uh, it was awesome. It was absolutely uh, – it was really cool to see to see him take over the lead and just run his own race and be there the entire race. There was big questions coming into the race. Would he be able to last three hours? And um, I think he's safe to say he answered those questions. Yeah, three hours on a bike, uh, I mean – that's a long time for anybody, no matter if you're fit or not or whatever. Three hours on a bike is a long time. And coming coming back for your first race and getting out front and, and uh, is just incredible to see and just to even think about it, really. Um, ben Kelly, uh, Russell's teammate on the KTM, um, you know, he, he had the lead for a little bit. Yes. Um, I think he ended up second overall for the day. Yeah, he did. Um Actually, going into the last lap, um, you know, you saw Stu come through and 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 um, Kelly came through not far behind, and you thought, wow, 
you know, can Stu do this last lap? You know, because he hasn't been racing for quite some time. And uh, not only did he, uh, was he ready for that last lap, he actually pulled away a little bit on that last lap. So that was pretty awesome to see. And um, um, uh, who, who ended up coming in third again? What's that guy's name? Oh, what is his name? Caleb Russell came in third. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, but you win your championships on your bad days. And, and to see, you know, the two champions of uh, Walker Fowler and Caleb Russell come in third uh, to uh, um, this weekend just solidifies, you know, they both were kind of bummed about coming in third. But, I mean, they're coming in third overall out of how many racers are on that track. You know, how many guys that are dedicating their lives to these races and their bad day is coming in third? So, I mean, they it's true. You win your races on your worst days. Look at this. Look at this right here. We're watching. We're back watching the quad race, and they're just sending it on that six-mile marker over that jump. Uh, I believe – who was that? I think that was Walker that sent it that time. But it was, uh, it was pretty awesome to see the kind of speeds these guys are traveling through the woods. Yeah, it's – if you ever – if you're listening, you've never did a woods race. Just to go to a local race and go out there and just go in the woods and watch these guys. I mean, it's it's incredible uh, how fast they go. I mean, they're fourth gear, fourth fifth gear through the woods. But uh, to get back to Ben Kelly and um, the Stu Baylor battle, um, Ben Kelly had uh, um, led it for almost two laps before Stu got got in the lead. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Stu had to fight for it to get out front. And, and hold it, which is said it's great to see. It's just cr- incredible to see it happen. But uh. that uh, that's that rock section uh, that we keep coming back to that all the fans were at. Um, <clears throat> that was another uh, awesome time to see when whenever Stu came through that section uh, because the fans were just going crazy. I mean that. Uh, between Stu and McGill, I, I don't know which one was more of a fan favorite. I mean, this weekend was definitely the fan favorite, um, uh, the fan favorite weekend for the guys that won this race. Uh, every time Stu came through there, the fans were just going nuts. So that was awesome to see. But like like you said, him and him and Kelly were were right there, um, nose to tell all day long, and um, they they really just kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Yeah, with uh, Russell making that big mistake at the front, I think, you know, he was pretty down. And uh, actually, Stu's brother, I think Grant, was in third for the longest time on that Sherco, um, holding them off. And then uh, I think uh, uh, Russell caught him. I think I didn't. Th- I don't think he caught him until like the, maybe the what, fifth lap, I think. Yeah, like it was close. <clears throat> and when he caught them, he was bringing a couple guys behind him. And one of them was uh, Morgantown owns uh, Lane Michael. He uh, he was hooked up with uh, with Russell, and he was keeping pace with him. Which you know, for a younger guy to be able to hook up with the with the champ, the veteran, yeah, that's got to be some good learning experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I was Lane, I'd probably just throw uh, throw a ratchet strap out there and hook onto him. <laughs> <laughs> now Lane's coming off of a pretty good win. Um, what was it the week before when he won the uh, the full grass sprint enduros? So. He was coming off a pretty big high uh, with that, so that was pretty awesome for him. Um, coming in with a lot of uh, steam to the GNCC, which you know it's definitely different than than uh, your full gas sprint races, but uh, but uh, it was good to see him up there and running with the top guys. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you know, full full sprint, fast sprint is great for just you know sprint sprint speed. Uh, you got to have that sprint speed uh, in races when you know you only get that lap left. You know, you're like, man, I got to push this last mile. Turn on that sprint speed. It really helps. Um, but the three hour race, you just gotta. You have big mistakes. You know, you got a long race. Don't get in your head. You know, ride smart. And I'm sure that's what Caleb Russell was thinking. Just get through this. We got the championship wrapped up. No big deal. Even though I really want that win, but yeah. And uh, he was also bringing um, Ashburn with him. Ashburn had a really good run too. Uh, was hanging on to those two, and those two were definitely separating themselves from the rest of the pack. You had the top two, then you had those three uh, running, and uh, it was it was a good race. Uh, it was really enjoyable to see to see these guys running in such tough conditions. And speaking of the conditions, uh, around the hour mark, uh, rain started coming down. And that could have changed everything, but it really didn't last very long. But uh, it lasted long enough to where you saw a lot of guys throwing goggles, you know, probably taking a little bit of uh, different lines due to, you know, getting slippery rocks and, and uh, all of that good stuff. Yeah, that's one thing uh, I hate when uh... – you're in a woods race, and next thing you know, here comes the rain. You're like, where is this coming from? And then every single line actually happened to me at Full Pass Sprint and Dora down in Beckley uh, last session. Uh, I'm in the woods. Been, it was hard packed all day long. It was slick. And then all once rain came, and then it was like trying to ride a bobsled. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like slick as snot, yeah. probably. <laughs> so I can only imagine being on those rocks on the, on the side of the hill and the rain comes and and then goggles, your vision starts going away a little bit, can't see trees and little things like that. So Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, Stu gets the win. Um, he had kind of an, an emotional podium interview, which was awesome to see, you know, with everything he's been through. Uh, speaking of everything he's been through, we're going to be treated to a documentary here pretty soon. I saw on his Instagram where he's, uh, going to be doing a video, uh, about basically what 2020 has been for him. And there's been a lot of question marks with what has actually happened with him and Sherco. Um, you know, here and there, you get a little bit of leaked stuff. Like maybe Sherco didn't think that he was professional enough. Um, he, you know, that came out of his mouth. So but, you know, GNCC Racing, you know, you, I feel like you want somebody that you're going to be able to relate to. And obviously the fans love Stu, and they love being able to relate to him. So, you know, with, with whatever happened between him and Sherco, um, man, a heartbreaker to happen just right there in the heat of the season, uh, especially after the, the, the best finish that that bike has even had uh, with a second place. And today I just found out that he was riding that last lap with a completely fried clutch when uh, Caleb Russell got around him. Oh. So, so <clears throat> he said uh, coming out of that turn that we all have seen where he got past two miles – or I'm sorry, two turns left to go to the, before the finish line – he said he knew that if uh, Caleb didn't get around him in that turn, he was going to pass him on the, on that straightaway because he just the bike just didn't have anything left in it. So. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, these guys are hard on the clutches. So yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt. I, I figure with three hours on it, and uh, you got the best riders in the world uh, putting it to the uh, putting it to the test. That's not a uh, that's not an uncommon thing. But uh, do you think he was happy to have a big gas tank and a quick fill on that Yamaha this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was real happy. 
especially when you're out front, you're nervous, and you go in for a pit stop, and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You and only have to use one tank of gas <laughs> instead of two. Yeah. And you got the quick fill so you can get gas in, what, probably eight to ten seconds <laughs> rather than uh, 30 seconds for each pit stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, this weekend was definitely uh, the weekend for the fan favorites. That's for sure. With Adam McGill and Stu taking the wins, um, I think the fans really got a treat there. So you couldn't get, you really couldn't get a better storyline for either race. Yeah, hats off to those guys, and uh, hopefully, they, maybe they can repeat next race. So this upcoming weekend, uh, we have the ATV Motocross, the round eight of a nine-round series. This week, they'll be at the Three Palms in Texas, and they're actually doing three motos this weekend. Wow. That's unusual for, uh, for the ATV motocross guys. Yep. They wanted to uh, try to get as many motos as they can in, so they're doing a two-moto format on Saturday, their, you know, their normal Saturday, and then they're going to be doing a one-moto format on Sunday. And <clears throat> um, that in itself kind of throws a wrench in the whole thing. Uh, yeah. These guys aren't used to that. No. Uh you know, I think Joel Hedrick's, what, eight points bound down or something like that. Uh, so I'm sure he's probably looking at it like, man, if I can get the right setup on this track and come into it, maybe I can uh, get another shot to take back the points lead over the weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a really, really interesting, um, interesting, interesting race down to the finish line between Weenan and Hedrick. Those guys, man, they have just separated themselves for years, and it's just they duel it out and – it's so cool to watch those two because it's two completely different styles of riding. You got Mr. Consistent. I'm going to be there, you know, from the start to the finish each and every race and weaning. And then you have the, the balls out speed of Hetrick. Yeah, he don't. I mean, if you ever, if you guys ever go out there and watch him, uh, you know, Hetrick's that guy that throws it all out there. Kind of reminds you of like an Eli Tomac, younger Eli Tomac, going to give it everything he's got. Uh, kind of attitude and you know um doesn't you know i'm he matured a little bit last year when he won you know the championship kind of took a little smarter but you know it kind of, you could just tell that he, it's it, he wants to win yeah he's got to send it so <clears throat> with five motos left to go in the entire season who's your bet on weaning or hetrick to take this championship you know i think chad weaning uh is gonna hold on um like you said, he's Mr. Consistent. He's, what, five championships, six championships in a row pretty much. Um, he's just got it all together over there, and I think he usually does pretty good in Texas. But don't forget, you know, the Texas native, Thomas Brown, uh, he's from there. He, you know, last year riding uh, for his retirement. I wouldn't count him out to maybe make some noise down there in Texas. Man, I would love nothing more than to see Brown get at least one more overall to finish out that stellar career that he's had. Um, he kind of uh, shocked the ATV racing world whenever he uh, announced his retirement. Uh, what was it, about a week or so ago? <clears throat> he announced that he was hanging it up after um, all those years in the pro class. Uh, you know, He's still kind of a younger guy. To He is. He, he, he's getting married, and he's wanting to start a family, and he says that's not the reason why he's retiring, but it's got away a little bit there. I mean, when you look at um, – when you look at Brown – I'm sorry, when you look at Weenan and you look at Hetrick, 
and how they've been able to separate themselves even from Brown. I mean, think about this. Without those two guys, Brown's clearly faster than everybody else, and yeah. he has been for a while. So whenever you see, you know, what he's dealt with his entire career, it's just like, man, it's just chasing those two guys around has been tough. I mean, <clears throat> you know, there's a faster group of people coming behind him. Um, and it's just going to get tougher and tougher. So, you know, you hate to see him go and retire, but at the same time, you don't blame him because, you know, he's accomplished a lot. So, so for him to hang it up now, you know, I can't say that you blame the guy, but man, you hate to see that, that guy go. Yeah. I, I really hate to see him go because, um, when I started racing and started going and he was like my favorite rider to watch because he always had that great, nice style. He could whip that bike around. Uh, I'm sure people have seen the Trey Kennard video that he did with Thomas Brown and Trey Kennard. And, and he goes out there and does what the same jumps and stuff on a quad that Trey Kennard was doing and just whipping that thing around. I'm, you know, you don't see a lot of guys that whip the bike around like, Thomas Brown, so he was always one of my favorites, uh, watching and cheering him on, you know, as I was coming up through and riding and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's just kind of sad to see him go. Um, I wasn't expecting it either be- just because of how young he is. But this day and age, you got a family going and everything, and the, the ATV motocross guys don't get a lot of support like the dirt bike guys. So the money isn't the best, you no. know. You got your winner's purse, but that third place guy. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You know, you're barely uh, paying for the trip there. I think. So. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I will always remember about Thomas Brown is his pride in the sport of ATV motocross. He carried so much pride in the ATV in the sport itself that he just wanted to show the world what he could do and. To, and represent the sport in, in, in such a stellar manner. Uh, the two, I'm sorry, the, the three ATV um, um, quad cross of nations that he was the captain of, um, um, I believe they elected him to be the captain of all three of those teams. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so, just because he's Captain America, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if there's ever a time that, that, that he thinks that there's somebody out there that hasn't seen what a quad can do, or would question the ability of quads, he's going to go out there and he's going to show them what's up. Yeah, um, it takes me back to we went up to High Point the one year for the National, and uh, we were in the pits talking, on, and that's when uh, Brown and um, Weenan was on the same team uh, together, and they're under the same tent. And he literally asked me why him and Chad, we were sitting there talking, because the, the ATV guys are cool, and they actually talk to you in the pits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're sitting there talking, and he's like, who did it better, me or Chad? That's when the High Point had the um, catapult jump. Yeah. And they were actually hitting that thing. And he's like, who did it better, me or Chad? And I'm like, I have to say, you know, you, because you got that nice flip. And he looked at Chad and he was like, I told you, you know. Like, <laughs> so, uh, he, he, you know, he's not scared. Of, he, he's never scared to throw it out there and make it look good and, and, and stuff. He was always a pretty cool guy. And I remember Still City the last year that we got the race Still City before they closed it down. Um, back again, he's a really class act guy. He was he had old gear that he had, and um, my nephew Jonathan actually got a pair of his pants and they signed them. So oh, it was awesome. really cool. So he actually still has them. Um, but he was giving out the stuff to the kids. You know, um, I've seen him take 
graphics off his bike at the end of the race and give it to a kid and sign it. That's awesome. You can just tell he wants the sport to grow, not just him. He's not in it for himself. He was in it for the sport in general. Um, I remember last year whenever the quads and the bikes raced at Ironman, and his main objective was to show the dirt bike guys what's up and what quads could do. And I have never seen that dude ride faster. I mean, we're talking Joel and 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 Weenan were up front and and he passed them. I mean, he was just flying because he wanted to put on a show and show the the, the dirt bike community what an ATV could do and that, you know, that they're on the same level yeah. as far as talent goes and as far as speed and skill goes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, they, you know, everybody's like, oh, there's no way a quad could do what a, a dirt bike can do. And, rest is, you know, yeah, there's, you know, they can't completely turn it over on the side like a, you know, dirt bike whip or whatever. But Thomas Brown gets it pretty close. And it's just crazy to go out there and watch those guys do what they do anyways. Um and, you know, Brown was one of the best. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was, and he will definitely be missed. Um, but that doesn't mean there's any shortage of talent coming up into, in, into the ATV motocross ranks. Uh, right now you still got the Ford brothers, um, Bryson – I'm sorry, Bryce Neal and – I'm sorry. Huh, I'm in <laughs> the wrong of GNCC. sport. Yeah. Bryce Ford and Cody Ford, um, those guys are, are coming up and they're flying. I mean, yeah. Bryce is in, his, is in his first year and he's fourth in points he's led some motos. He, he seems to have the speed. He can be up there and he can be, you know, he could be that next guy to, uh, to challenge Hetrick and, and Wien and, 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 and take that spot and, and get up there. Cause you, you would love to see somebody step up and get up in the mix with those two and not just have those two breaking away from the pack. Uh, and you know, right now it seems like we're going to be having a, a turnover a little bit with, uh, with Brown stepping away and Jeffrey Rastrelli. <clears throat> if, he, if he can catch a break, I think if he <sighs> can catch guy. a break, every time he gets really going, you know, he either gets sick or gets hurt or a bike malfunction, That you know, he just can't catch a break. He's one of those guys. I know. I heard him say last year, coming into this season, that last year he thought was going to be his last year with how his season went with the Epstein bar. And this year uh, he came in. And he's he's struggled. Um, he's had wrecks. He's not been feeling well. I don't want to see him go away, but you know I'm afraid that this could be the last year for him as well. And uh, that would just that would stink because you know you know you hate to see when some guy has so much more talent than they've been able to put out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, also another great guy, uh, Rastrelli. Um, I had a chance to talk to him up at High Point also. Uh, he was on. That was right after he did that uh, butter video. I don't know if you got to see that one yeah, or not, yeah. but uh, where he threw it completely, almost upside down, sideways over one jump, <laughs> and uh, that's when he was on K and M, and we were talking, and I was like, "How'd you do it?" He's like, "Honestly, I think it was mostly the bike uh, that did it." He said, "I just was just turning, getting it turned over, and it was doing the rest of it." But awesome guy, another great guy to talk to. Um, he actually told me he used to race dirt bikes as a kid. And then switched over to four wheelers, which is you very rarely. Usually, you get quad to dirt bike, but very rarely do you get dirt bike to quad. Um, but yeah, great, another great guy. I hate to see him go if he would go, but uh, I always root for him. Also, um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of him on a dirt bike, did you happen to see uh, what him and Hetrick did down at the Phoenix Racing Compound this uh, this what was it spring when they were training um, those Phoenix race those Phoenix Racing dirt bike guys? Um, I don't know if if any of you guys listened to uh, Pulp MX. Um, back in quarantine, uh, there was a, a ATV guy that called in and kind of made, kind of made a butt of himself a little <laughs> bit, but, but you got to give him credit because he raised the question, uh, you know, what do ATV guys have on dirt bike guys? And it kind of had this, it stirred up this, this pot for the, uh, pulp, com- pulp community to, to talk about for, for a couple of weeks. And, uh, while they were at the Phoenix racing compound, uh, Hetrick and Rastrelli actually, um, switched, uh, switched, uh, dirt bikes with a couple of guys. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't have their names written down right now, the dirt bike guys, but, um, but uh, they were showing the dirt bike guys what, uh, what, how good they are on, on bikes. And, and you and I both know that Hetrick and Rastrelli are no slouches yeah. on bikes. I tell you, Chad Weenan also gets his bike out. Uh, I've seen videos of him, uh, yeah. they get, especially like off-season time comes around. Yep. You know, they, he pulls out the Yamaha and he goes out there and throws some whips Does on a dirt bike. Does he have a thumb I don't know. I, I may have seen a thumb throttle on that bike. It's possible. Would you, you know, <laughs> you're like, ah, thumb throttle on a bike, but then you see what he does on it. Like, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's never like, mind. Uh, can't he can talk, still whip. Can't <laughs> talk too much. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, switching back and forth is really hard to do. Um, I've done it a couple times, and it gets kind of tricky because you come into a turn, you're like, wait, don't stick your foot out. You're on a quad. Or, yeah. You know, you get guys like, <laughs> man, like Hattrick and, and Rastrelli and Weenan that are you know, topped, and that just proves how much top tier athleticness they have. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, the cream of the crop, and you know, not saying that they could, they could go out there and compete with Tomac or, no, or yeah. any of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they got what it takes to to uh, understand a dirt bike and ride at a very high level. So let me ask you a question: Do you think that a dirt bike guy can get on a quad and do the same? Do what they do on it? This is turning. <laughs> this is turning into the pulp show. Uh, do I think a dirt bike guy could get on a quad and do what a guy on a quad does? Yeah. With the weight and then getting the whip over, and you know how it is when you hit a jump, everything has to be perfect on that that quad. You know, you can't have tire pressure has to be about right, equal around. Are we talking? Top level guy, or are we talking like you and me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you expecting the quad? I mean, I guess just regular, just to go out there, just a regular just guy, go out there and hit some jumps and 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 throw the bike around a little bit, you know, like they would do on a bike. And I think, I think a quad guy probably translate be- translates better on a bike, um, and is able to do a little bit more on a bike than than what a bike guy can do on a quad. See, I, I also think that because on a quad, you got to learn body English. You know what I'm saying? You know, you come to a turn and you get that body English on the bike and over, you know, you're moving your body around on the quad a lot to, to pitch it in the turns and stuff like that. And right. bike, you know, you use a lot of body English on a bike. You just, you just not as much. You don't over-exaggerate like you do. You're not down on a Nerf bar hanging you know, a little bit. So, right. I think it'd be interesting. Not not going around turn looking under the uh, under the handlebars because you're down so <laughs> low. <laughs> yeah, we need we need to like get that together. Like, let's get uh, Chad Wien and Hetrick and uh, Ken Roxon and Tomac and switch up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be the highest. Like, man, uh, MX versus you, ATV right there in, in the real game. life. <laughs> and you know, I mean, 
the dirt bike community might not be as stoked on it, but no. everybody that's ever threw a leg over a, a racing quad <laughs> would be glued to that just because we get the butt of the jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's like couch rider. Oh yeah. We get all the butt of the jokes, but when it comes down to it, like I remember, um, I remember out at Pyramid Valley, uh, one night on a Wednesday night practice, there wasn't enough quads to, to have our own practice. And I'm not sure if you were even practicing that night or not. There was only three of us. It was me. It was me, Michael Lancaster, uh, Dan Cottrell. And I'm not sure if you were there. I can't remember if you were there or not. But <clears throat> we ended up passing so many bike guys <laughs> on that practice. And it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, talk, talk now, talk now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't remember because this is like a long time ago. And I grew up pretty much at Pyramid Valley. Uh, yeah, Brandon is a Pyramid Valley OG. So yeah, pretty much. all of you guys that know about the Pyramid Valley, Brandon knows ten times more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty, pretty much grew up out there. Grew up out there. Um, Shane hit national champion on the quad. Yep, and legend. The king of Pyramid himself, Mitch Ward, would go out, and they would li- they would go out and do a race. Um, Mitch will tell you that. You, you know, Shane would just clean you out in a turn because he's just faster <laughs> in a turn, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's crazy that we talk about that because these national – I go to these national tracks. So they Because the quad guys run the same tracks. Um, sometimes the bike guys get a little longer track just because, you know, it's harder to keep groomed and stuff like that for the quads, dust and all that. But the tracks that they do, like Unadilla and stuff like that, they're turning just as fast as lap times as the bike guys. <clears throat> what was it? Two years ago, Redbud. Uh, they they had a GoPro video side by side of of Roxon and Hetrick, yeah. and you know, I know you you got bike guys are gonna start screaming because <laughs> because oh they don't have to deal with braking bumps they don't have to deal yeah. with we know we know <laughs> so but it, but the same layout it's the same layout of the track mm-hmm. it just forms different it That's just all. forms different and and the. Uh, 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 Hetrick and uh, Roxon were like pretty much the same lap time. The only thing that that uh, Roxon was able to do was Loraco's leap that Hetrick couldn't do. do. And I mean, let's be honest, Hetrick would have to start out in the parking lot to yeah, to, to get that. That's a pretty big jump. If anybody's ever seen it up close, it's pretty big. Uh, you know, the to, even the, the Rocco's leap last last weekend. You know, a lot of the 250 guys were struggling on a dirt bike to get over it coming out of the turn. So, Alex Martin wasn't troll train, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know. How uh, crazy is that troll tra- on the uh, on the Suzuki that gets so much uh, slack? Uh, he uh, he hits it, I think, two it. or three times. Yeah, yeah. So, but back to the uh, the quad thing. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I, I, we both we both race nationals uh, on quad, so kind of we kind of know that scene. A good bit, and um, it just kind of burns us up. It used to burn us up a really good bit about the whole thing. So, I hope that the uh, uh, obviously we're not big enough uh, of a podcast to get that going yet. Um, yet, you know, our eight <laughs> listeners are growing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> Pulp Nation um, is hopefully going to get something going. I heard Chris Kiefer. Uh, do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard uh, that uh, Steve Mathis is going to get Chris Kiefer uh, a quad, and he's going to try to enter a uh, ATV national. <laughs> and I, if it happens, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I mean, but, you know, I mean, 
if you ever listen to any of Chris Kiefer's podcasts, like he is so detail oriented. And I know that he's rode a quad before, um, probably out at Glen Helen or something, but um, he's so detail oriented that it would just be awesome to hear his perspective on everything. Cause I mean, he already gives respect and you know, guys give respect. The the guys that know they give respect mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, we're fine with little jabs here and there it's and, and, and whatnot. Like, cause you know, quad guys, we can give it right back to the scooter guys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I ride, I've rode both and I, and I, can I can relate because like when I'm on a bike I'm like man if a quad was out here right now it'd be pretty pretty treacherous uh and then I'm like man if I was on a quad these ruts suck so yeah. it's just it's it, it's great you know it, it just oh it, it is what it is but uh Nick Janusa how about that uh do you see him on that 250R I did see him on that 250R they they were they were saying he was going to break it out this week at Spring Creek but I don't see that happening <laughs> well um he can't run it in the stock class, can he? I wonder if he can run that in, the, in that pro stock class. Uh, no, because I would say he has to put A arms and stuff on that to even. Okay, even. he was ripping on that thing though. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's another guy, man. That I. <sighs> we had big hopes, uh, and he's still young. He's still getting the scene and and stuff and coming up. But yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he. Uh, Got his first podium last year at Redbud and hasn't quite been able to do it yet this year. Um, but he's got the speed, man. Um, it just seems like he can't. He's not been able to put it all together all on one weekend. Uh, he's 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 basically he's even said himself that he's like that fifth place guy. And you know, you know as well as I do, if you're running top five at a pro national, you are no slouch um, yeah. at all. He he's. He's he's probably now that Brown's retiring, he's probably licking his chops and being like, you know, you know, uh, Hogue and uh, the Ford brothers and um, yeah, they're all they're they're, all, all they're like, gonna have to wait because it's my turn. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he's I hope he's <laughs> he's uh, he's doing that because because he's definitely somebody else that has a speed that can get up there and uh, if he can get it all together, you know, he's in phenomenal shape too. So yeah, uh, that's not the issue. Um, and uh, before we switch subjects, uh, like to. Give a big, big round of applause to Rich Gillette because I'm with uh, Root River Racing. Okay. Uh, he pretty much is keeping the ATV sport alive, I'm pretty sure, uh, in motocross because uh, he came in with his Root River, sponsored some pro guys, and um, every, he does a lot of things for the for the sport. He's the one that got Daytona Supercross going. Okay. Um, <clears throat> stuff like that. So, you know, we need more guys like him in the, in the, in that industry to keep it going. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to him. Yeah, awesome. I mean, when you got when you got guys that just love the sport so much and and they are able to help out in the sport to keep it going and 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 to do their part, that's that's awesome. Anytime you see something like that, you have to give a round of applause for sure. Uh, so let's move on to the uh, to the next topic. Um, we got uh, Spring Creek. Spring Creek, the Millville National. Yeah. Um, do we have – does Troll Train make the podium this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Millville, you know, you think you think he would. Yeah, I think this weekend we might be able to see both brothers up on the podium. I'm <clears throat> I'm a Troll Train fan. I watch the <laughs> vlog. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, of Troll. Uh, so I, I'm hoping to see him up there. Um, that's going to be 
that's going to be an interesting battle. Um, man, uh, Fernandez is not going to lay down at all. Uh, no, he for he's going to hope for a great. He's probably been working on starts all week. Uh, but <laughs> come on, come on, it's not going to work. He's an awful starter. He's got to get that reflex. He's or got some reaction time problems with that I, with that gate drop because I mean it's not the bike. I feel like I've never, I've never. I've never been on a good dirt bike, and I feel like I could hold shot over him. <laughs> That's a big statement there. That's a big statement. That's a big um, – yeah, you would almost think if there's, like, a pretty girl out there, you know, <laughs> giving him some looks or something, that he's got his eyes off the gate because, you know, he's he's just uh, – <laughs> I don't know. It's something. It's um, something. But – so, I mean, let's just assume he's going to have to come through the pack. Um does he push too hard? That's what – I mean, you have to be aggressive when you're coming through the pack like he's coming through the pack. And that's when you get those mistakes like you see – like you saw last week with uh, Jeremy Martin, like you saw with Christian Craig in the um, <clears throat> in the Supercross races. It's just that, you know, he's like, I got to go, I got to go now, I got to go now. Does Is it weighing on him, you think, that – that he knows Jeremy is going to be up there in the top three at the start of the race regardless. So does that put more pressure on him? And do we see him fold or excel under that pressure? Yeah, um, you know, Martin's a great starter, so he's probably thinking, man, he's going to get a good start. I th- it depends how the track develops, and it looks like the, I think the weather is going to be decent this weekend. Uh, no mutter, so – it's go, it's it's just going to be how the track forms up, but yeah, I th- I I think he's going to push a little. I think he's going to push a little too hard and make some mistakes because that's what he, that's what he's done in the past. He seems like the type of guy that's going to push the panic button before it actually needs, needs to, be to be pushed because they're only they got four rounds left. They got four rounds left. That's mm-hmm. eight motos. Yes, they got. He's, he's what? I think he's eight points behind. Yeah, that's he. That's nothing. Yeah, he's really not that far behind. But I can see him. <clears throat> I can see him pushing the panic button uh, this weekend if if Jeremy's up in front and and he's having to come through the pack. Um, and let's not forget that that when he went down last week at Red Bud, he did hurt his shoulder a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that they, they they didn't want to talk to it. They didn't say too much. You know, these guys keep it secret, but uh, he did. I think re- irritate that shoulder that he had issues with before. Yeah. So, you know, you got a podium for this weekend. I got my podium, so I'll let you think about the two fifty. Yeah, the two fifty podium. You you want to go in? You want me to say mine, or you want to? If you got it, go ahead. We don't. We talking overall or motos. Oh man, um, <laughs> let's talk overall. Overall, uh, I think J Martin does it again. Mm-hmm. Um, followed by Fernandez on the on the, in second, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> the third place is going to be up for grabs because. But I I think, and 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 this is just me. I think it's going to be the Husky Rider. Um, R.J. Hampshire. Yep. <clears throat> I like R.J. R.J. is really, really riding good this year. Uh, I mean, unbelievable coming off of that knee injury, coming back and, and doing what he's been able to do. So so that's definitely not a bad pick at all. Um, 
I'm going to go out there a little bit with my pick, just just to be different. <laughs> you always like taking those uh, those outside picks there. I think you're waiting for that big jackpot to hit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually I, – I think Fernandez wins this weekend. I think he wins. I think that um, – I think that J-Mark comes in third. And my second place ride this weekend, I think, is going to go to Jet Lawrence. I think he's going to get his first Jet, podium this year. I mean, you know, he's that rookie. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from Jet. Um, he definitely can do it. He can even win. Um, yeah. um, he's that good. But he's the youngest rider out there. Um, and he's also got that Instagram game going. He's always doing live <laughs> uh, live stories and stuff. and. And uh, you can listen to him. He's pretty cool. He's pretty funny to to listen to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, four fifty. He seems like a good kid too. Yeah, like yeah. He, he seems. He, like he does it. seem like a good kid. You know, everybody seems like he's. Good. You know, everybody seems good on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that he's got his. I think he's got his head on his head on a good set of shoulders. I think his parents are you know yeah. leading uh, him in the right direction. I mean, they let him hang out with De- Dean Wilson. I mean, Dino's. Uh, man, I want to hang out with Dean Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Dino's awesome, man. <laughs> Speaking of Dean Wilson, let's yeah, let's move on to four fifties. Um, man, Zacho, just a, a stellar story of a career. Um, I mean, if you want an inspirational movie, let's just write a movie about Zach. Yeah, um, <laughs> you could. Um, that probably should be like the the. The next big uh, motocross movie that should be made is probably about Zacho. Yeah, let's stop writing these movies about like, what was that movie that came out not too long ago? Bennett's War. Bennett's you don't War. like Bennett's oh, War? Dude, it was so corny. <laughs> it <laughs> was the most corny and unrelatable movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, Did you I, like it? It was okay. I, I get excited for those movies because you don't get them very often. So you, you try. You take anything. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I have a, you know, the four-year-old's like, Dad, look, dirt bikes on TV. So I know. you watch it maybe with the I'm family. Just, maybe I'm just a realist. Like, like whoever I, said, I need money, so I'm going to go race dirt bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, you know, uh, I, you know, I, he was supposed to be a pro. He's yeah. supposed to be a pro. Right? Yeah, but the, the one thing that burns me up. And and we'll get off the subject real fast. Is any dirt bike movie, and you see a four stroke, and you hear two stroke noise, <laughs> you're just like, what? Like I'm like, no, no. My wife's like, what's going on? I'm like, would it kill? This is bullcrap. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much how much it, it costs to make a mi- middle of the road budget movie. <laughs> <laughs> But can we not just please get a couple of industry guys to, yeah. to, to help these people out? Good Lord. And, and pay some <clears throat> pro guys that actually race to be in the movies or something. Give yeah, them a little. Like, even, you don't even have to have the top guys. Just just some. And like the, the weaving in out and out of traffic like it was like Roadrunner or something. <laughs> I mean, it just. I, there's already. There's so many good stories that you could write a movie about in the sport of motocross and supercross. Let's write a movie about Chad Reed coming over and oh, betting, yeah. betting his. I mean, I could already vision it. Like Chad Reed as a kid, yeah. flashback to, to today. To, Let's, well, this is where, you know, still lives in wherever he living at now at the end of the movie and enjoying life. But uh, let's write a movie about Ken Roxon and coming back from the injuries. Yeah. Let's write a movie about Zach. There's so many good stories that we don't need to make up. 
some bullcrap stories. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> hey, we just need to stop doing this podcast and start writing movies. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? I think I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Hey, uh, look, look, uh, we're watching the race, and here comes Adam McGill coming to the finish line. No visor, no goggles. Let's do a donut. <laughs> Gosh, you gotta love it. All right, question mark, Tomac. I think he's done. You think? I don't think he's going to win another moto this year. I think he wins. You think he wins? Yeah. Didn't he say in an interview that this, that his championship run this year was pretty much over? Yeah, and that's why he wins. <laughs> that's why he wins. Because <laughs> that's Tomac. That's classic Tomac. Uh, Supercross, motocross, wherever. I mean, the last three years of motocross, obviously, he's been on the top. But anytime that pressure comes off of him, he he performs, and it's especially in Supercross. That was the way championship Dungey would wrap it up, and then he's like, "All right, Tomac, 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 one, 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 one." It's like, remind me to come back to Dungey before before we get yeah, off this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, but I think he comes in and puts a show on. Uh, okay, I think you see an old Tomac ride, and a lot of people don't know this, but we both have kids. He just had a baby. Yes, and that's kind of the reason why my stance is where it's at right now is because of of the baby and because of. Being a new father, because he just won the mo- or because he just won the the Supercross championship, which he's been trying to do for for five years, and is and he's been the favorite for five years, and it, <clears throat> just coming off that emotional high of winning that is a reason why I think he's just like ah, screw it, let's just go to twenty twenty one. I think yeah, <laughs> I think he's probably like this baby's keeping me up at night. I can't get my beauty sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's going to go one one this weekend? Yeah, I think he does. Oh, man, okay. All right. It's it's on here, so you can always remember. I'll, I'll remember when I text you. I'm like, told you. I mean, he he called he called Adam McGill winning this weekend. I'll give him that. So so heck heck yeah, heck yeah for that. But um, okay, so here's the way I see the weekend shaking down. I think that I think Zacho wins the weekend with going two two. Two two. Hey, you know, this year with everything going on. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody won with like a one four or yeah, a four one, which is awesome. <laughs> when you see scores like that, uh, getting on the podium, much less winning, um, you know that it was it's, it's a good motive because it's competitive, uh, and you love. I, mean, I love going into the, watching these races and not knowing, not knowing what's going to happen, and, and you never know what's going to happen in the four fifty class. It is more. Cha- it, it is more unpredictable than the 250 class, which is saying something. Yeah, yeah, because usually the 450, you know, the last three years has been like, well, Tomac's going to win, Tomac's going to win outdoors. Um, and you just knew. You just knew who was going to win. Now you're like, you know, just, I'm just throwing this out there, Justin Barsha could win, you know, easy. He, he, could, he could sweep. I mean. Do you think that if we stuck a stick on Justin Barsha's helmet and hung a picture of Eli Tomac in front of him, that, <laughs> that he would ride like he did at uh, Iron Man every week. I mean, it just seems like when when Eli Tomac's in front of him, it's like I, I, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm gonna kill him if I have to. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, he's mine. Um, hopefully, Marv is behind them because Marv always gets the backlash of Barsha. <laughs> I mean, oh every gosh. time I remember, like, like you know, just. Mar was always in a bad place, and Vars was just, like either taking his front tire out or shoving him off the track or something. Shoving, and it's like pounding him off the Mar, track. Mar was that kid at daycare. It's like he shoved me. He pushed me. <laughs> 
Yeah, Marv's too nice. Marv's too nice. Uh, man, I would love to see Barsha come out and uh, and get up there. But let's not forget about the other uh, Kawasaki. I think he takes one of those moto wins this weekend. Yeah, AC, um, very unpredictable again because he gets great starts, rides like he's got the moto in check, and usually makes a mistake. Who do you think right now, with everybody the way they are, and let's just, you know – Let's take Eli out of the conversation. Who's got the most raw speed? Raw speed? Ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say AC. I think he's got the most raw speed <clears throat> when he's on it. I don't think I don't think anybody can run with him. Chase Sexton. Chase Sexton's got man. He, he's 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 putting the qualifier. If you want to talk about raw speed, throwing down qualifiers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they said he was going faster than Ken Roxon with like. With only being like that's two gonna weeks be, on a bike. That's going to be an interesting. Um, that's going to be an interesting dynamic when uh, Roxon comes back because I don't think I don't think uh, Chase Sexton's going to take too kindly to to being the second place rider on that team. <laughs> he I think he wants to come in and he wants to be the alpha dog right away. And <clears throat> hey, <laughs> more drama the better. I that's love right. that drama. He got, he got like that drama, especially it's just it just because uh, it. Uh, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. You know. So, uh, real quick, what's your podium this weekend? Uh, obviously, T- 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 Tomax T- 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 won. Um, Zacho takes a second. Um, he has a little, uh, he has a good first moto, bad second moto. Um, and I'm going to say Sexton gets up on that podium. Sexton's due for a podium, that's for sure. Um <clears throat> I'm going to say I already called Zacho winning with a 2-2 score. <laughs> I think um, AC is going to whole shot both motos, win one, and go down in the other one <laughs> and finish fourth. So I think, I think, I think, uh, I think it's going to go um, Zacho, AC, and I'm going to go Barsha. Barsha? Third. Yeah. Hey, Barsha, that's a great pick. I'm – I hate to say this out loud, but I like Barsha. He's a very cool guy. There's nothing wrong with that. I like Barsha, too. You know, he makes the sport interesting. Yeah. He, he, my son is a big Tomac fan. we got a big Tomac cut out on his wall in his room and everything. So we went to High Point last year, and we, of course, didn't get a ticket to stand in line. We didn't know. We went in the pits, but we didn't know we had to get there like three hours early to get a ticket. Right. And – uh, he came out and he was getting ready to do autographs. And my son's sitting there going, Tomac, Tomac. And he was just like, eh, you know, like, I'm not picking my head up to look at you, right? But we went over to Bam Bam. He didn't have to have a ticket. And um, he signed his shirt and let him sit on his bike. He took him over and really? put him on his bike. Yeah, I was like. Is there a picture of this? You know, I don't think. What? I, I don't know. You? I'd have to look at the wife. The wife's phone. Okay. You know. Okay. But uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, I mean, of course, everybody knows when you get the helmet on. On the gate, yeah. it's a different story. But outside of the gate, he's a pretty cool guy. Yep, and that, yeah, that's that's what's awesome. So uh, we got an awesome weekend of racing ahead. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be we're definitely gonna be paying attention to the ATV motocross, the um, um, the pro motocross. Uh, I don't have a race this weekend. Uh, the Mountain State Hair Scramble is off for um, <clears throat> for a couple of a uh, couple more weeks. We don't race until October. Uh, what do you got going on this weekend? This weekend, uh, Fast Tracks Team GP. That is a great weekend. Bikes on Saturday and quads on Sunday. 
Uh, if you've ever do it, if you've never done a team GP or just team race period, they're just a blast to yeah. do. Just to get out there with your buddy, and you don't even have to, you know, just a fun race. And then if you guys don't want to hit that up, the Big Vet National is at High Point this weekend. Yeah, um, I saw that. I think they usually do a GP on Saturday, and then they usually and then they um, have the motocross race on Sunday, which I went up last year. It's it's it's, it's a long day, but it, there's a big turnout. But it was great. It was a good time. I'm thinking I'm going to do the GP on Saturday, and I'm going to try to aim for the MX on Sunday as long as nothing happens. Okay, awesome. <clears throat> well, you got a full weekend this weekend. I'm. I'm gonna look a, more, a little bit more into this bike, and hopefully, <laughs> you, got, you got a quad, man. You, you got to work on that thing 24/7. Well, I'm gonna look into it and uh, um, see if I can get a few things figured out. And if I can, I planted a seed. <clears throat> Maybe uh, we might we might making we might be making a trip to the uh, John Penton next weekend. Oh, that'd yeah. be interesting. Yep. So that's the the second time the uh, GNCC will be going there. Um, and they'll be <clears throat> going to that race. Um, I've, I forget what it's called this time, but uh, I've obviously never been able to run that race before, but I'd love to run that track. I've heard it's probably one of the better tracks on the series. Yeah, especially if it's going to, you know, I've always, I was always told if I was going to do my first GNCC, that would probably be the best place to do it. So maybe I might come with you. You never know. That would be that'd be <laughs> awesome. So we're, we'll, we, we will preview that uh, race on next weekend's show. Um, but for, like I said, this weekend, we got the ATV national, we got the pro dirt bike national. Oh, and there's one other thing I want to touch on before we go. Ryan Denji. <laughs> did you hear about him? You didn't, I, did you? I, yeah, I hear about him, but like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if, if Daniel Blair and Steve Mathis both are saying it, there's some flames to that spark. I think they're just trying to get him to come back because he's he, he well was, he was so good. So like. he was supposed to go on the Paul Mech show um, this coming week, and uh, after Steve tweeted out that uh, tweet that Ryan Dungey is coming back. If I'm sorry for those of you that don't know, there's a rumor that that Ryan Dungey is coming back um, in 2021 for uh, Pro Supercross. Um, that's kind of, it's almost old news right now, but <clears throat> that's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. I think I think everybody's just putting two two together, but and wishing for it because man, with Ryan Dungey and then Fernandez coming up on the four fifty, and then Chase Sexton on the four fifty. How do you think he does if he comes back? <sighs> I mean, he's, I think he's just like the old Diesel, keep on chugging. You know, gets those thirds, fours. Ryan Dungey, Ryan Dungey, <laughs> Ryan Dungey wins twenty twenty one Supercross <laughs> with with uh, um, threes and fours. What is it? Uh, Seventeen straight threes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey, it's very, very possible. Very possible with Ryan Dungey because that dude is just. If you look at his career, and I won't, we won't say too much because we're running over. But uh, if you look at his career, he fairly rarely got hurt, and he was consistent all the way through. Yep. So we'll leave you with that with that this week, guys. Um, I don't have any ex, um, exit music yet, so you're going to just have to get off the uh, podcast when we say bye. So we'll see you, see you <laughs> we'll guys see next you guys week. Next week. Uh, listen, we're going to try to start um, doing this consistently every week. So every week you should be able to be expecting our podcast. Um, 
right now we're doing on Wednesday nights. We're recording Wednesday nights. Um, so this podcast will be up tomorrow morning, Thursday. So <clears throat> as uh, long as everything stays consistent, we're going to be putting up our podcast, hopefully either Wednesday or Thursday of every week. So uh, if you guys, um, if you guys would uh, make sure you subscribe to our uh, channel. Uh, we have our Instagram is up split line off road on Instagram. We don't have a Facebook yet, but go follow us. Um, let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you would like to talk about with us. Let us know if you'd like to come on the podcast. Heck, we you know we barely know what we're doing, so you guys might have better uh, insight than we do. Exactly. Like, yeah, we're ready to make this thing interesting. We just want to talk about racing. Uh, so anything you guys want to come on and talk about, we're more than welcome to talk about it. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you guys. Later.